Welcome into the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Let's roll. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. D-Mendy here joined by a full cast tonight. Doc, Marty Party, little Cheesecake, little Cheesecake making his way back into the fold after jamming out to some tunes last week at a concert. LC, how was it? It was fantastic. It was probably the most fun I've ever had at a concert. Um... It's a, it's the, the venue, you have to take a boat back to Philadelphia, uh, or like find your way back to Philadelphia from the venue. So that was a bit of an adventure. Um, but Pearl Jam playing for two hours with some of your best friends while you're acting like an idiot. It really doesn't get much better than that. Other than, <laughs> other than hanging out with you guys, I did, I did, we, we did look, oh, we did that. look at, we, when we were at the concert, um, Joe, my brother, um, taps me. He says, you guys are live right now. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> we were watching <laughs> as we were sitting down waiting for the music to start. He's like, you guys are live right now. And I'm like, comment. Oh, wait, music. Wait. <laughs> and we were like, you're home away from home. Like your, your heart was with us still. So I was checking on y'all. Oh, I like it. It's just like a proud dad. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. Uh, Couple comments here. Albert checking in. Good evening. Always good. Hey. Uh, happy to see you there, my friend. And Mike Carter, our guy, Mike Carter. Hey, Carter. Hey. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Marty Party, what's new? What's new in uh, Marty Party land? The only thing that I care about right now is my head to head league. I have the um, the Yahoo uh, stat tracker up. So if you see me, if you hear me swearing or flipping out, it's because my team <laughs> wants to be, what is this? Um, yeah, we're, we're two for 24 right now with a slugging of zero. Uh, 0.083. I'm still winning up. I'm up seven to five categories, but yeah. So, uh, but other than that, life's good. Life's good. I love to hear that. Uh, fantasy baseball stress is normal this time of year. Yep. Doc, you're not sitting in your closet. What's with that? That was last year. Uh, <laughs> no, that's people hilarious. don't forget. I forgot about that. Yeah, Mike's not going to let you forget that. Yeah. Those are the days. You upgrade. Mike, we'll see you in FPAS. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll be staying in a the closet there. That's right. Uh, FPAS is going to be fun. Uh, Doc, myself, Mari Party all got an Airbnb. We're going to be rocking there. November 3rd, November 6th is going to be a very good time. Uh, looking forward to seeing there. Brent's going to be there, there too. Other, other nice. member. And Doc, you're, yep. you're never coming out of the closet. It's all good. Ah, I was waiting for that joke. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I, I mean, perfect. They want to just I'm load like it up a on a T and just. I'm a position player that's coming in in a blowout that's throwing a 60 mile per hour lobber. If you didn't make a comment like that, I would have been disappointed. There we go. Okay. Uh, well, it is championship week for those that have been living under a rock, of course. So uh, we are going to help guide you to your fancy baseball championship. Hail to the champion, baby. That's right. We want you to be that champion. We are here the last week of the regular season for fantasy baseball is coming up next week. So, we are here today to help you pick up some players you might need, give you some streamers. Uh, so a bunch of different cool stuff we've got coming on the last week of the regular season of this show. But don't be worried because in the off season we've got plenty of interviews. We're going to do some best ball drafts. We're going to do very uh, content-specific 
uh, topics of certain episodes. So it's going to be a lot of good stuff still, still every week here, just not this format, which is saved for in season. So without further ado, gentlemen, Mike, I can't change my soundboard fast enough. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the TPF rundown with, of course, our notable players over the last week that have been making some noise. We'll miss and you, we Derek start- Holland. Yeah, we will miss you. We started with uh, Rodolfo Castro over his last seven games. A uh, Why did I have 808? That should uh-huh. say, sorry. 309, 308, 680 slash line, three homers, eight RBIs, four runs, a walk, five Ks, and a stolen base. He's reached base safely in all but four games since beginning of September, but is batting just 208 and 72 at-bats during that stretch. Does have 14 RBIs as he's hitting in the middle of this Pittsburgh lineup. And uh, racking up some RBI opportunities. Elsie, if you're in fighting for a championship right now and you need to pick up somebody, is he somebody you'd be willing to take a look at? Or does that recent cold streak of a 208 batting average kind of scare you off from him? Uh, I like his uh, positional flexibility. If you look in ESPN links, he's uh, eligible at second base, shortstop, and third base. <clears throat> so that gives you a lot of a chance to move him around your your team. He has he does have that power. He's hitting third in that lineup. He's getting playing time. Um, for me, uh, I'd pick him up as like a fill in bat because I do think that he could be someone that could uh, that that has that power that can give you some power down the stretch. The batting average isn't 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 great. It's not scaring me off though because the powers looked pretty good so far. Yeah, and uh, again, that power, we talked about three homers in the last seven days and, again, 14 RBIs in the month of September. So the power is there, can help you if you need uh, certain categories, especially down the stretch here in, in um, Roto Leagues here. So an interesting guy to pick up down the stretch nonetheless. A guy that screams Doc because he's talked about him in a streamer many times, Tony Kemp. Last seven games, a 304, 360, 652 slash line, two homers, five RBIs, six runs. Two walks, three strikeouts, and two stolen bases, which are always welcome. And a, he's actually batted 321 with three long balls and 15 contests in September. So he's hitting well. He's actually hitting some balls out of the park for once. And you know he's going to play pretty much every day because Oakland does not have many, many good hitters, Doc. What are we doing with Tony Kemp? I need to make a team of all Doc guys, and maybe that's something we'll do. In yeah, he's all. your second baseman. <laughs> I'm keeping Tony Kemp, and for everything that you mentioned, David, I mean, his September stats are way superior for the rest of this compared to the rest of the season. Um, he's hitting the ball out of the infield, which we joked that, <laughs> that he wasn't doing prior. Um, so I don't have much to add on that, but I will say he's playing for a contract. He signed a one year, $2.25 million deal with the athletics prior to the season. And after this year, he'll be age 31. And he's kind of been someone that's bounced around. He was with the Astros for a couple of years, then the Cubs for half a season with the Athletics the past couple of years. He's playing for his next deal. So I think, I think we see him playing frequently down the stretch. I think that we see him playing hard, that we see him being aggressive on the base pass because he wants this, li- this last bit of, this last bit of juice before he hits free agency trying to score himself a deal. Yeah, I don't know if Tony Kemp's going to ever get a long-term deal, but again, somebody that right now you can play, I think has multi-position eligibility as well, and he's hot at the right time, which you want these types of guys that are producing at the right time in your lineup. So Tony Kemp, an interesting ad. Brian De La Cruz, over his last seven games, at over 300 batting average, almost 600 
slugging percentage, two home runs, 11 RBIs over the last seven days, four strikeouts to one walk. Over his last six games, he's gone deep three times and drove in 12 runs. Um, so this was, again, this is the first was a seven-game sample size, but if you even just look at the last six, 12 uh, driving in 12 runs over that time. So Brian De La Cruz really hitting everything right now, it seems like, Marty Party. And he hits the ball really hard if you look at his stat cast page. Yeah, I'm looking at it, max exit velocity, 74th percentile. His barrel percentage for the first time in his short career is a double. It's a 11.3. So he is getting, um, you know, he's he's making good contact. But before I go back more into him, do you remember the song by Bewitch called "Say La Vie"? Anybody? Why don't you remember? sing it for us? Say la vie. Say you will. Say you won't. Say you. Okay, I've I, I heard that. I, I didn't know that's what it was called. Well, no, anytime I see Brian De La Cruz, I would say De La Cruz. So that's the only way I can uh, think of it. So for you guys, that know, that's how I'd say it. Um, but anything other than like a five, uh, five outfielder league, you know, 12 team or higher, maybe I would consider doing it. But he's still striking out 25.7% of the time. Um, he's barely walking. So a uh, nice little cute streak. Um, he's not in anyone's top 500 dynasty lists or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I, I would ride him just for maybe the rest of the week. If you are doing the last week of the season, week 25, I'd look to move on. Okay. I'm with it. Brian De La Cruz, somebody outside the, uh, only pick it up it outside or in the deepest of leagues here. Doesn't he so, remind you of Jesus Sanchez of that hot stretch he had in September last year? Yeah. Same, similar uh, to that, it. I think yeah. a lot of Marlins have been very streaky this year. Can we also talk about those jerseys that is in this picture? I think that those might are, be one of the best looking jerseys. Those are fire. Yeah. Those are dope. Yeah. I, I've actually never seen those. So when I put the picture up, I was like, holy. Wait, God, if yeah. you had to get a Marlins jersey and it wasn't Santiago Katara, who would you get? Is it, Ch- is it Jazz Chisholm? That'd be Jazz, who's yeah. going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic for England. What? Also, you know. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's uh, I think he's Jamaican, but they um, – the English um, exonerated them from, you know, being a colony. So they liberated them. So that's why he's hopping over to good old England, he announced today. Well, the more you know. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Mark Mathias, last seven days, a 250, 250, 750 slash, three home runs, six RBIs, no walks, 12 strikeouts, has given you a steal. In his last three games, he's hitless with eight strikeouts and – not somebody that I'm overly looking forward to to pick up here. Obviously, just looking more deeper into his numbers, an 8.9% walk rate, that's fine. A little above league average, but that 35.4% K rate is not going to play. His only other bit of major league experience, 19.4% K rate in the shortened 2020 season. But looking at his minor league track record just um, earlier this season in the minor leagues here, he was with the Milwaukee Brewers before the Texas Rangers. K rates of 23.8 in AAA and 25.7 when he was part of Texas AAA. Don't love that high of a strikeout rate in the in AAA, uh, and it hasn't translated well to the big leagues here. Seems like he has some power, but ultimately at the end of the day, I think you're just going to be chasing that because his career high for stolen bases in his season, he did have 13 with Cleveland's AAA in 2019, but he's only had – he had uh, – what, 13 in the minor leagues this year, three in the uh, in the major leagues this year between two teams. So not overly excited to pick him up. He's somebody you can leave on your waiver wire. Let's go to the pitching side of things. And let's talk about this first guy who, believe it or not, if you have not seen the call-up on the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel, 
one of the best up and coming prospect shows. And I'm not biased saying that it is, uh, it digs deep, tons of prospects. We've also had one prospect interview this year and it was Dre Jameson. So if you want to check out the Dre Jameson interview, go to the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel. Check that out. Great young man. Last two starts, 13 innings, nine hits, a 138 ERA, two walks and 12 strikeouts. Had 12.1 scoreless innings before Max Muncy uh, got a two-run homer off of him just before he exited his last start. And it's interesting because this is the same player that had a 695 ERA, a 159 whip, over 114 innings at Reno, which is their AAA team. It is one of the friendliest home run hitting environments mm-hmm. in that area, so that does factor in. But with Dre Jameson, your championship on the line and how he started, are, is he somebody you're going to throw in your lineup next week with a championship on the line, Marty Party? Well, you named everyone that was going to talk about Dre Jameson except for the person that actually was. That's, that's me. Hi, Doc. Sorry. <laughs> hey, David. Here. So I think it's really interesting because he's faced the Padres and the Dodgers, probably two of the best hitting teams, and he's held them to two runs over those 13 innings. And they've let his pitch count go up, 90 in his opener, 94 in his second outing. They currently don't have him listed for a third um, rotation spot as of now. This is kind of what's unfortunate as you get to the end of the season is teams are a little bit more unclear about their rotation. But he's thrown five pitches in the majors and and kind of spread them out. A fastball around 96 miles per hour, 38% of the time. A slider, sinker, a change. And he's thrown a curve four pitches. So teams don't have as as much film on these new prospects. And this is what we've seen is a lot of people in their first couple outings do really well. And then teams adjust. I usually use the third start as a barometer for how they'll be moving forward. But with all of these pitchers that we're seeing kind of having on pitch counts and teams are limiting, especially ones that have clinched playoff spots, you might want to take a chance on someone like Trey Jameson. Who is he lined up to pitch against in his next start? Does everybody know at the top of their head? They don't have it listed right now. His last start was yesterday. So assuming that he'd be on five or six days rest, he would be lined up. So just says, oh, I, got you, I got you, Doc. Dre Jameson is, according to CBS, he's lined for another start scheduled Tuesday. Second game of a doubleheader against the Dodgers. That's not true. Um, if it was Tuesday, then he just pitched against the Dodgers. If it was, if he was pitching Tuesday on seven days rest, he goes at. Wait a Houston. second. Wait a second. I'm sorry. This is that was the morning of he was supposed to pitch yesterday against the Dodgers. That's my. Yeah, point. he you would. Right. It, so he would either go Sunday uh, ver- versus the Giants in Arizona or Tuesday at Houston. So the former, you'd feel pretty good about. The latter, probably not. Yeah, I mean, I think it's matchup dependent at this point, right? Like That's literally what I just said. Yeah, so I'm saying. I think it's matchup dependent at this point. Like, if you need a starter and you trust him, then you pick him up. But keep in mind, if he plays like Houston or something like that, that you're probably playing with fire. So you just have to keep that in mind. It's how, how lucky do you feel? Ultimately, let's go to our next player and Mr. Hayden Wesneski of the Chicago Cubs LC. Last seven days, he has seven inning pitched outing, one, two, nine ERA, seven Ks in that outing. Had previously made two relief appearances for the Cubs before that, allowed three runs across 8.2 innings while striking out 11. Seems like he's earned another start for the Cubs. And mm-hmm. does he earn a start in your starting lineup, LC? 
Well, it's good. He, his next start is lined up to be at Pittsburgh tomorrow Ooh. on the on the 22nd. So that's that's a keeper. I would also hold on to him. His next start after that, if everything line, is lines up correctly, would be versus the Phillies. I, I might hold on to him, just bench him if I could, because he has the Reds at home after that, which I think is a nice, juicy start for his last start of the season if he keeps his turn in the rotation. I mean, <clears throat> he was a great, like, Great pickup. We, 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 we traded Scott Efros for him and he's come out and looked very good. Um, it looked like it was a, a great trade for us so far, giving him his first start against Colorado at home was a nice soft landing and he did very well with it. He, uh, I love these stats. He's the first Cubs rookie since Mark Pryor to go seven while walking none, striking out at least seven and allowing one or fewer runs that you just put all these different uh, variables together and you can find some great uh, analog for any good performance. But first since Mark Pryor, that's really not, that's a really nice, that's a really nice uh, uh, um, comparison for Cubs fans. So I, I, I like what he, he's shown so far. I like his matchups coming up except for the Philadelphia one. I would be putting him out there for the Pittsburgh and the Cincinnati ones. Um, he's looked very good. He's looked very good. The strikeouts have been there. Uh, the control has been there, and um, and the and the opportunity is go- looks like it's going to be there for the rest of the season. All right, Cubs fan plugged in. Wisniewski is worth your time, especially against Pittsburgh tomorrow. You'll hear this the morning of where he'll pitch against Pittsburgh, and then next week against the Phillies. It's a little bit more of a gamble against how lucky do you feel? But yeah. uh, Elsie, I got to ask you, yes or no? You have to tell the people: Are you playing Wisniewski against the Phillies? No, Philly has, I've, I've, Philly's killed me lately. I've tried to sneak some, some starts past Philadelphia and, and they've just roasted me every time because they seem like they're inconsistent, but they, they, they just hit when I'm throwing shaky <laughs> starters against him. So I'm not doing it. I can respect that. Phillies have a good lineup and definitely have been known to uh, mess with some starting pitchers. So. I understand yeah. that again just depends on what your situation is like. Now we have our Tigers insider Marty Party Tallman talking about Tyler Alexander, who I believe brought a no hitter into the seventh inning against the Orioles with his last start. Two walks, four strikeouts, I think only five swinging strikes in that outing. Had allowed 10 earned runs across 9.1 innings in his last two starts. Maybe he just had something different for breakfast that day. Maybe he got like some Pilates in. Who knows, Marty Party, but. Um, we can't. Are we trusting him in our lineup championship week? I'll I'll put it this way: leave it to the Detroit Tigers to have a guy who's pitched 84 innings this year with a with a K percentage of 12.6. 12.6 <laughs> is 12.6 is in the first percentile. In other words, he's the worst strikeout pitcher in all of baseball. So Ooh. absolutely not trusting him. He's in the first percentile of whiffs. Um, he's gone, he's had 14 games started this year and he's only made it to the sixth inning three times. So no, he had one good game and I'm happy for him. I'm sure his family's pumped, um, and and all those different types of things, but I will, cannot, can never trust him, especially during, um, you know, especially during the championship run no, he's, he's, he's not good. He is (laughs) 5.28 XERA. Like I want to be nice because he's a tiger, but no, he is, um, he's, He's bad. <laughs> I think you're pretty mean to him, Marty. That was, that was pretty I like his mustache. I'll give him that. It's a nice <laughs> Jack Morris mustache, you know. It takes me back to 84 when the Tigers were good. Not that I was, you know, 
a live I, one, but I, I was just I was just gonna appreciate the mustache. See, there we go. The, the mustache is gorgeous. First percentile in K percentage. Twelve point six Ks. Twelve ninth percentile in yeah. mustaches. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the other ninety nine percent went went to a ninety eight percent went to a stash. Oh my god. <laughs> well, it is interesting that um I wonder if he's going to uh, replicate his performance. Because if I'm not mistaken, he goes against the... the he's got the White Sox. Yep, the uh, White next Sox. Next time out, September 25th um, at Chicago White Sox. The last time he went against the White Sox, let's see how many... I think he went, what was it, two innings? Got hit around um, probably pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he went... <laughs> wait, this can't... Is this right? He went point one innings last time um, he played against the White Sox. Maybe he pitched in the bullpen. He might have, yeah, you had to have came out of the bullpen for that. Cause I mean, even, even that for him is terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the only time. And yeah, cause he, he started off the, uh, the year in, in the bullpen. And now only over the last month and a half, he started to come out of the, um, you know, started to be a starter because the Tigers are just throwing whoever's out there just to get through the rest of the season. It doesn't even matter who, who goes out there. Tyler Alexander, a no go. So no do thanks. not put him in your lineup. All right. No last guy, Davis Martin, who probably many of you have not heard of until about a week ago. Last seven days, did pitch six innings of 150 ERA ball, five strikeouts. Last two starts, he has given up just one earned run, uh, along with six hits and two walks while notching seven strikeouts over 11 innings. Uh, so over those two starts. Going against the Detroit Tigers, right now he's scheduled to pitch September 24th, which I believe is Saturday, uh, against the Tigers. So he has a favorable matchup. I'm personally staying away, even though it's the Detroit Tigers. I'm not putting my championship on the line. Somebody that uh, I'm just not overall super impressed with his track record right now. In the big leagues, he has 50 innings pitched to his name this season, a 6.3% K per nine. So he's not striking out very many batters this season. Did have double digit uh, swinging or strikeout rates in AAA and AA this season. He started out the year in AA. But overall, uh, just you look across the board, ground ball percentages, under league average, don't like seeing that. Home run to fly ball rates of 18 to 22 percent uh, at Double A AA and Triple A. I think he's going to have problems with that at the big league level, especially with a 39.1 percent ground ball rate in the major league so far in 50 innings. The expected ERA, his xFIP, are all almost a run higher than his actual ERA of 3.78 right now. I think it's just a matter of when the blowups coming, and I'm not going to be caught holding the bag even against the Detroit Tigers. So please look elsewhere if you need a pitcher for your championship. All right. That's going to wrap up our rundown. Let's go now to our Bring Out Your Dead for the last time this season. <laughs> we thank you, everyone, for this first season of Bring Out Your Dead. This was uh, this has been such a great experience going through all this with you. I hope it's been cathartic for you. I this this last one of the season, I did mention Ozzy Albies is my biggest Bring Out Your Dead of the season. I, uh, I mean, what else is there needs to be said about that? We got some great submissions this week for Bring Out Your Dead. Uh, I hope Mike Carter's still here because I wanted to let him know his recommendation of Lucas Giolito. This is the umpteenth time he has been recommended <laughs> for Bring Out Your Dead. I consider him the top contender for the Bring Out Your Dead. Lousy Young for Lousy. Lousy Young. Yeah, I like that. Award, right? <laughs> the Lousy Young. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word that means bad but rhymes with sigh, and it's kind of hard. 
maybe maybe we can workshop this. No, I, I, I think that's a winner, Elsie. I love that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so he's currently 404th on the player Raider. He's got a 1.49 whip. 1.49. That's uh, that's really bad. He's 5.707 ERA, also awful. 10 wins. You got to wonder where that came from with these statistics. The Lauza Young Award contender, uh, uh, Lucas Giolito, I mean, possibly, possibly the, you know, Walker Bueller's up there, but, uh, somehow Giolito actually giving you these poor stats might be worse than just having an injured pitcher. Uh, we'll have to figure that out with our postseason voting. Second, uh, J Dub, the gamer, brings up Jack Flaherty. He says here, I had him in a trip aces strategy with Alcantara and Castillo. And I just got to know, is this J, J dub? Is this a humble brag? Um, you got almost two aces out of your three aces strategy. And this season in 2022, if you are halfway to what you were trying to do, that is like a huge victory for 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 my my considerations but i do think that flaherty has been trash this year trash 23 innings pitched a 5.09 era and a 1.83 whip he has a 17 to 16 k to walk in those 23 innings pitched you almost wish he hadn't come back to play he's just been terrible i do feel for you but i mean i hopefully you didn't spend too much uh we we took him in the top 100 in our in our draft, and um, I think we played him last week or this week. Uh, I, I, he's just been he's just been up there. He might be uh, he might be you know down ballot on the Lausai Young Award. Uh, Rick M. A pars list pars list is another uh, uh, fantasy baseball contributor uh, uh, um, in the industry. Recommends three players for the for the bring out your dead: Trevor Story, Max Muncie, and Josh Hader. And you know Max Muncie, he's been picking it up lately, but still, he's only one hundred ninety fourth on the player Raider. Story's one twenty eighth. Hader is two oh nine. That is a tough trifecta to have on your team. With Hader and Story, you were definitely expecting big things, taking them in the first three four rounds for sure. And Rick brings it brings up stories. The one who's been most disappointing for him, for me, I might go with Hater because he's probably been the worst compared to his draft price. But Story was someone who you were hoping to count on, but he's only had a few. Like he says, like Rick says, he's only had a few games where he was at all useful for you this year. Story's been tough. Wondering how we're going to look at him next year. Let's see how that uh, that comes out. The next person recommended was our boy, our boy uh, PJ, who said Jordan Romano, and I'm like Jordan, why you got squabbles? Then I looked it up. PJ, PJ is in the home league with David and Doc and I, and he just lost his playoff round because Romano had m- maybe his worst outing of the season, giving up three earned runs and a save opportunity and a negative fourteen point day. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, if Romano had had two points, two points, uh, PJ would have ended up with the win. So uh, I see your squabbles, but you got some good Romano uh, Romano work before last Sunday. But, uh, man, that's tough when that one performance sinks you. Last but not least, Brandon Loeb, right? our boy Jay, former, former uh, uh, um, triple play co-host Jay, 
talks about Brandon, Brandon Lau. I think that's the correct way to say it. So what I put a picture of Brandon up where he's playing because that's really what we've been missing this whole season. Only 266 plate appearances, eight home runs, a 221 average currently on the IL, big shocker. Uh, that this man was 761st on the Rasball player radar when I checked today. Definitely a top 100 pick in almost every league. This is a guy who uh, has been killing your your team all season, and you can't drop him. You, you you invested too much. If you had the stones to drop Brandon Lau, you're a better person than me. But you you know everyone was hoping for the power. It wasn't there. Eight home runs this year. Jay, I feel for you. Bring out your dead cart full. Let's take it up. We got to seal the pit up for the season this year. Uh, we'll see you guys next year. Oh, great job as always. We're going to miss the bring out your dead, but they triple play staple for the regular season. Uh, great work as always there from LC. Yeah, great job, Art. That was, it, it brings all the people together. It's an incredible segment. It, it does. It does. We share our collective pain. Everyone has fantasy pain. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, that'll definitely be a segment that comes back next year. I think I like having our unique segments too, which, uh, there might be one later on that might be more of a regular thing next year too. But for now, of course, going to our most added players. And topping the list, we have, goodness gracious, if I could. Uh, Oscar like, Gonzalez. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes the uh, stuff at the top blocks. The you make the these slides. It's amazing that you don't like remember. It's, I made it three days ago. So Isn't that the picture of him in the bottom right? Can you tell me who that is without his name there? Yes, but I, I'm put, good. If I put his image on, if I put his image on a billboard when you went to work tomorrow, you would be able to tell me who this is, David. You remember I'm good at the old. Oh, I'm asking game. Marty because Marty gave me the sass first. <laughs> yes, I would. We're gonna play the. <laughs> I love it. We have to get to play one of the. Uh, who is this MLB player game again soon? That, that's as fun uh, in the off season. Elvis Andrews, Eduardo Escobar, Drew Smiley, Nick Lodolo, Ryan Nelson, Jose LeClerc, Pete Fairbanks, who I think has four of the last five saves for the Tampa Bay Rays, so he's definitely been a really nice pickup. Most dropped, and it's again, injuries usually are king here. Lars Nupar, I remember this one, even though I can't see his name, dropped in 13% of leagues. Jack Flaherty, Kyber Ruiz, Domingo Herman, Nick Martinez, Ozzy Albies, Eric Lauer, and Brandon Lau. Guys, Jack Flaherty. What are we doing with him next year? Like, I don't think I'm draft unless he's like such a discount that I'm pretty much he's free. I don't think I'm touching him next year. No, I need to see it. I mean, he is going to be a discount and he's going to probably end the season on the mound and be in the playoffs. So we'll see if he pitches well in the playoffs, that draft price is going way up. But you're right. I don't know about. I don't know how many innings you could expect from him or what his role is going to be. Yeah, I, I can't take him just for the sake of you don't – he's going to get hurt at some point. And do you want to use a roster spot on him if he's not being able to pitch over a long period of time? I also think, too, it's like – oh, go ahead, Marty. I was going to say, well, his ADP coming into this year was 144, to put that in perspective. Uh, from Rivaldez at 143, Eduardo Rodriguez, 144. And then one more, Logan Gilbert, 152. So at least two, after 250, I would think about it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, though, and I have to look it up, too. Um, what Besides you take out the second half of the season a few years ago, what's his ERA? I don't know if you can... Uh... You I can don't know look. If you can check that. You can. Like you would because, have to take his career ERA minus those innings. Well, this is what you do: That's is right. you basically, yeah. You so you you take out those innings, and then you just look at all the innings pitched, and you count the runs of all like the, his other outings, and then you can you figure out ERA because you take innings pitched, you divide it by the number of runs, and then you multiply it by nine, and then that gives all right. you. That's not how I get it. There's you can do ways. it two. You can do it two different yeah. ways. You yeah. go ERA calculator because that's what I do. Earn, uh, you, or earn do you runs. Do, do you do nine divided by the innings pitched times the runs? Earn runs times nine divided by innings pitched. Divide by yeah. I think there's a few different ways you can. Yeah. do Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'd be interested to see. And I know it's probably been talked about before, and someone's done that math. But that's also the part you have to keep in mind with him. Um, yeah. All right. Let's now, Doc, why don't you take it away and let's talk about some hitting streamers. It's going to be the last hitting streamers of the no, year. No, did you not notice it was a new bat sound? Oh, wow. That was a little more thunder. That was because it says Griffey bat hit instead of regular bat hit. Ooh, Ooh Griffey. That's swag with it. So, look, teams are toying with their lineups. Players are receiving days off. We don't know how teams are going to manage, so I only have two this week. And the first is Gunnar Henderson, owned in 30% of ESPN leagues, which I don't understand how. He's been called up for a while. But his last seven days, a 348, 400, 783 triple slash, two homers, nine RBIs. And he's been showing better play discipline. Now, besides the game against Toronto when he struck out three times versus Alec Manoa, he hasn't struck out any of the other 14 at-bats he's had over the last week. So it shows that he's, he's adjusting to major league pitching pretty well. As of yesterday, uh, September 20th, it was his first time hitting leadoff. So maybe he's going to have more stolen base opportunities. And the Orioles do play seven games next week. So you're looking at the opportunity from there. And then the second is arts guy, Carlos Santana, owned in 45.3% of the SPN leagues. Now, if you've been following Carlos Santana, you know he's a great points leagues player. He gets on base, has a high walk percentage. But what we've seen recently is he's been more aggressive. His walk percentage is down and his K percentage is up. But that doesn't matter when he has five homers and 11 RBIs over, over the last seven days. And look, the Mariners are fighting for a wild card spot. They have six games next week. They're not taking him out of, my, out of the lineup if he's producing. So normally three, but two this week. And those are my hitting streamers. <laughs> you love to make fun of Art doing that, don't you, Doc? Well, now I have to make fun of Marty with this next segment. Uh, it's not as normal next segment if you would read the text messages. I thought, oh, that's right. We were doing Marty's party instead. No, I can't do any two more <laughs> two pitch streamers for the Unfortunately, year. just to, to go behind the curtain, Marty, rightfully so, brought up that right now with the everybody getting moved around and this, that, and the other, no one's, it's not a consistent, like, this guy's starting five days out anymore. There's about a hundred potential two-star pitchers. So it's it's even weirder than that. It's that week twenty-five and CBS had the head leagues and Yahoo had the head leagues are a week and a half long. Mm-hmm. So they start on September twenty-fifth and they go or twenty-sixth and they go all the way to October fifth, leaving eighty-eight potential two-star pitchers, which is 
you guys did not. No one wanted me to let, go through 88 pitchers and then two teams that they're playing. Maybe Doc did. We could have just had a, <laughs> a I full, got time. That could have been the full hour um, show right there. So this is what I'm going to do. So this is going to be Marty's party. I switched it up a little bit. I'm going to have some. I'm going to. Sorry, I didn't your sound. No, I love it. That was perfect. I'm going to involve everybody here. So I'm going to go through eight pitchers. I'm going to read you their matchups. And. In a 12 team, this is the, this is the, imagine you're in this league. It's a 12 team roto league. I'm going to go through each pitcher, their matchups and the WRC plus of the teams are playing. And you're going to tell me whether or not you would start them or if they're welcome in Marty's party. Well, they, and I already have my own. I, I'm going to tell you at the end, you know, okay. if, if they're, if they're in the party, but I first want to just, uh, you know, throw it up to you guys first. So we're going to start off with Alex Cobb. First, Colorado, 80 WRC+. plus. Then at San Diego, who has 100 WRC+. plus. So Alex Cobb, first Colorado at San Diego, starting with UV Mendy. I was big on Alex Cobb going into the season, and he's been a very bumpy road, to say the least, I think, this season. Obviously, he was an early candidate of somebody that was uh, really just hurt by bad luck, as you saw his FIP. And all his ERA metrics didn't line up with his actual ERA. That being said, 136 strikeouts and 134.2 innings pitch so far this season. And over his last couple starts here, he's actually pitched really well. Seven innings of shutout ball against the Phillies uh, September 2nd. Three earned runs and 4.1 innings against the Dodgers his next start. But then his next two starts, seven innings of shutout ball against the same Gi- or against the Braves. And then he had... 5.1 innings of two run run ball against the the Dodgers. So he's, uh, I like him. I think he's one alternating some good and, and decent starts. And then he's also pitched just overall a ton better since August. So I'm, I'm in on Alex Cobb. That's a, that's definitely welcome to my party. All right, doc, we letting him in or what are we doing? Yes. I have spoiler. I have him as a pitching streamer. Um, I will say, I mean, his, he's gotten really unlucky this year. His expected stats are better than his actual stats. Um, but I did look his home road splits. He has a five, one, six ERA on the road. So that's more what scares me. And that's over this season. So you said verse, you said verse Colorado, not at Colorado, right? Yeah. But his second start is at Padres. Oh, true, true. Um, but I can't have him as a streamer and not let him into my party. So he's in. Hey, he's in. All right. Art. What are we doing? I think he, I think you play him. That first start's too good, and San Diego's not scary enough to take away how good the first start is. Cobb is invited to the party. Welcome, yeah. Alex Cobb. Dave, right. you gotta have a sound effect for somebody that's welcome in. Yeah, do we have a positive sound effect, David? What what sound effect do you use for welcome into the party? Is there like a welcome? Is your soundboard? I don't know. You tell me. I'm just saying. I don't know what I'd search for. <laughs> Come on uh, how about in. Yeah, well, uh, how about uh, give him a party horn? Yeah, that's <laughs> sure. good. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Number two, Noah Syndergaard at Chicago Cubs, 97 WRC plus at Washington Nationals, 96 WRC plus, starting with Thor. Doc, Did, didn't I'm he? Go to you. I'm going to go to you. Didn't, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he get moved to the bullpen? Oh, maybe. Not I think he I'm got moved of. to the I think he got moved to the bullpen because Falter's staying in and Wheeler's coming back. Well, that would ruin my segment, so that better not be true. Let me see. Uh, it is, as of three days ago, because activated activated uh, Zach Wheeler. Yeah, well, scratch that. 
He not invited in. to the party. He actually, and I already had the no ready, so he wasn't invited yeah, to the party anyway. Perfect. So screw you, Thor. All right, Herman uh, Marquez then. Uh, he, I know he's not in the bullpen. They need him as much as the Rockies could need anybody. Herman Marquez at the Giants, 97 WRC plus at the Los Angeles Dodgers, 123 WRC plus, the best team against lefties and all, or in righties, uh, best team against righties in all of baseball. Herman Marquez at the Giants, then at the Doyers. Doc. Is he invited? No, he's not welcome in. One of the things that you could depend on Herman Marquez for is that he would sometimes give you um, high K upside. He had seven Ks versus the Rangers on August 23rd, but besides that, less than that in all of his outings, I can't do it. Even against bad teams, he hasn't performed well. He used to be an innings eater, but he's not even that anymore. He's he's the ghost of what he once was. Art? I'm not starting Marquez at all. No, I hear. I just wanted to see. I just it looks like Syndergaard's piggybacking on Wheeler, so he might be getting some wins. Still not invited to the party. Still not invited. To the party. We already we already slammed the door on him. We don't like freeloaders <laughs> anyway. Piggybacking on people. <laughs> D. Mendy Marquez at the Giants at the Doyers. Are we doing it? Nope. I cannot do it. He that is a complete. He just gave up nine earned runs against the uh, D-backs uh, just two starts ago. So no. That is a clean sweep of no's, and I also was a no. He is not invited to the party, Herman Marquez. Take a seat, buddy. All right, against the Giants on. was today, right? Uh, uh, maybe, but he goes, as of next week, he'll play that. Okay, game. so his, his start versus the Giants today so far, two innings, no. three hits, one earned, three strikeouts. Mm. Not bad. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Could still fall apart, though. How about this um, one? How about this one for that? Party pooper. No cake for you. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what did you type in to find that? I'm just, I'm looking under party sounds. And I like that. All right. Uh, all right. Next one. Fourth guy, Eduardo Rodriguez. Good old E-Rod for the Detroit Tigers. Versus Kansas City. 91 WRC plus at the Seattle Mariners. 86 WRC plus. Are we letting E-Rod into the party? I'm going to start here with you, Art. What are we doing? I think he's been pitching better lately. If I'm not mistaken, he pitched really well his last time out. Gosh, I got I was looking it up. So I'm trying to remember my, my box score scouting. It sounds like a good two start week. I like both of those matchups. I'm just, and I, I'm pretty sure he pitched well his last, his last start. I have his, I have his lineup here if you want it. Sure. Uh, versus the White Sox, six, 6.1 innings, two hits, two earned, two walks, seven Ks. Yeah. I, yeah, I I thought he's been pitching well lately. I I would take that two start. That's two juicy matchups right there. D. Mendy, Erod is he invited? He is never welcome to my party. I don't no, ever draft Erod. Never draft him, and I would never trust him in my championship week, even with two starts. I will go down with the ship if he does well, but he ain't with my ship, so I'm out. And Doc, what are we doing? What's his um? What's his starts again? I know the second one is versus the Mariners. Yeah, so versus Kansas City, so at home uh, in Cool America Park versus Kansas City, then at the Mariners. Um, you know, it's kind of on the fence for me, and we've denied the last two guys, so I'm going to let him in. I think he has been pitching better as of late, and he's only thrown 72 innings on the year, so it's, it's a little bit more of wear and tear that his arm doesn't have on there. I love the the Royals matchup. Um, you know, we saw the Riley Green home run where it's 
or the should have been home run where it's at to center field. Brutal. The Mariners matchup's a little bit scary, but hopefully they've clinched a playoff berth at that time and rest some of their players. And really quick before I uh, reveal my answer, but for Eduardo Rodriguez, so he was he left the team out of nowhere for all mm-hmm. those months because he's having marital family issues or whatever. And I was I was talking to uh, who was it uh, Jesse Sphere um, from the In This League uh, Fantasy Podcast Network, and I was wondering like if you're going through all those issues like and you're off for three months, do you think he was actually like doing bullpen sessions and actually like you know like playing baseball, or do you think he was probably no. hitting the bottle and chilling? I don't know. But um, anyway, even with all that said, we need to ask Ben Zobrist about it. Why is that? Ben Zobrist like took a season off getting divorced from his wife. (laughs) I forgot about that. Uh, We can um, let's let's slide into his DM see if he wants to talk about it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, I said yes. He's welcome to the party. Erod, let's go. He's coming. So I'm the only one that was no. That's interesting. We'll have to revisit that. Still worth the sound clip. I want to hear it. (laughs) <laughs> While well, I'm pulling that up, Cindergard piggyback today. Wheeler four shutout innings, uh, three strikeouts, and then Cindergard two shutout innings, two strikeouts. That's someone that knows his body. Yeah, there you go. All right. Welcome to the party. Okay, that's the clip. That's that's it. Yeah, that's the one to play. That one's yep. Um, file that one. All right, next Bailey Ober versus the White Sox. At home, 96 WRC plus for the Chicago White Sox. Then at Detroit, 72 WRC plus. Mr. Bailey Ober. D Mendy, starting with you. So he just pitched today against the against the Royals. And uh five innings, seven hits, three earned runs, three strikeouts. Uh he has pitched better. I don't have his stats in front of me, but I know he has pitched better recently. Mm-hmm. So against the Tigers, I actually will trust Bailey Ober. Uh, just that's again how he's been pitching recently. So I will uh, bring him in the potty. All right. Yeah. And before this start, he was at Cleveland. He went five innings with five Ks and a shut all uh, a shutout baseball. Five shutout innings before this. Doc, what are we doing here with uh, with Bailey Ober First the White Sox at the Tigers. I'm not letting him in the party. And um, I so I'll say this about Bailey Ober. He's allowed two homers in his last 38.2 innings. But his last time at the Tigers, six innings, nine hits, five earned, four Ks. So he doesn't need to necessarily give up home runs for you to beat him. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't have a lot of swing and miss stuff. Thirty-four strikeouts over his last thirty-eight innings. Pitches to a lot of contact. I think that's the sign of a blow up waiting to happen. And really, I think we're only talking about it because he's facing at Tigers. We're considering, but I'm not falling for that trap. So, nope. Art. What are we doing? We got to break the tie here. I'm bringing him in. He's just off the IL. He's pitched pretty well since coming off the IL. The White Sox are worse versus right-handers. They're a murder on left-handers. So Ober has an advantage there, and the Tigers are awful against right-handers as well. I also remember having some hope for him coming into the season for that talent. So, uh, you know, running out the stretch, getting two starts there. Two fairly fairly good starts for him. I, I think I'm running him out there. 12-team Roto League, running him out there in your championship week. Is that what I'm hearing? That's right. All right. Now, I said no. I'm closing the door on him. We split down the middle then. Split it down the middle, but this is my party, so he's not coming in. Yeah! There we go. <laughs> Dang, shut him out uh, from the party. Party pooper. No kick for you. 
All right. He's not. All right. I don't know if we have enough time to do three more. So at least do one more. Uh, Cody Morris versus the Rays, 102 WRC plus at home. And then versus the Kansas City Royals, 88 WRC plus. So Cody, Cody Morris versus the Rays versus the Royals. Who am I starting with? Who am I last? It's getting late over here. I'm fall- I'm getting tired. I'll start it. Uh, I don't even know who Cody Morris is. I'm going to be completely honest. So he's not okay, coming to my Okay, that's a good party. start. He, play, he plays for the Guardians. What are his matchups again? Cody Morris is going against the Rays at home. Tampa Bay has a 102 WRC+. Plus. Kansas City at home, 88 WRC+. Plus. I'm and just to give you... One more thing. Uh, last time out versus Minnesota, he went six innings, had six Ks, and he let up one run. And then before that, he, uh, he that was the only time he's made it over five innings this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- so he's had four starts, and he's gone two, four, three point two, and six. But he's given up a home run in three out of his last four outings. He has nine walks over those outings as well. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Uh, he looks like he got a little bit lucky last time, had a good game, but... We can't do it. Art. The whip is the whip is too is too poor. He's had some the ERA good ERA luck, but the whip at one point five three. I just I, I'm nervous about that. I'm not starting him. D Mendy, is this a clean sweep? Uh, I started off by saying I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> who do you know oh. here? All right, so no, um, I said no as well. He's not coming in. He didn't get a party pooper for that because he shouldn't have even been on the guest list. Damn, ruthless. All right, actually, I do, I do want to do this um, do this one because this one would be fun. Jesus Lazardo at the Mets and versus the Braves. So the Mets Ooh. have a 97 WRC plus versus lefties. Ooh. The Braves a 99 WRC plus. Jesus Lazardo. What do we call him? The, uh, the Lizard King. King. The Lizard King. All right, there we go. Um, all right, I want to start with you. What are Those we doing Matt- with Mr. Mr. Jesus? Those matchups are, are are scary. I didn't. I did not know that both those teams were under 100 against lefties. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I'm still scared of those lineups. Uh, I'm probably sitting Lazardo against those lineups. Can't yeah, D. Mendy. I have him in our home league, and I have him on a couple other teams. If I was still in contention, unless I needed those starts. I can't imagine running him out there. I, I feel like I'd, I'd feel more regret hmm. knowing if he I left him out there like and he was horrible than if I put him on my bench and he did well. So I think I'd, I'd have to sit him. And Doc, what are we doing? I'm, I'm disagreeing with you guys again. He's, his pitch count the last four games has been 90-plus. Gave you 11 strikeouts last time. I mean, even when he, get, he does get hard, he gives you that high K upside. And the Mets and Braves have already clinched playoff berths. So we're talking about next week. Once again, maybe we see a little bit rest for players. Maybe he and the Mets decide to sit Scherzer. They skip to Grom's matchup. So he has a more favorable opposing outer, uh, or more favorable opposing starting pitcher where it's easier for him to get a win. I'm rolling him out there. He did have 11 strikeouts today versus the Cubs. That's pretty, pretty good. But. His pitch count was high. That's the highest it's been in a long time. At the Mets, at the Braves, you're not invited. You're not invited, Jesus. Oh, where is he? He's is not. I closed the door on him. He's not. He, How many pitches did he throw today? No kick for you. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess 101. I'll have to look. 
If he set a season high, last time I saw looking, it was like 94. While he's looking, Marty Party, yeah. you have three people knocking on your door to come into your party. Mm-hmm. And you can only let in one. Okay? okay. Do you choose... Who do you choose between... <laughs> 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 All right, you have to choose between Riley Green, Spencer Torgelson, and... Uh, and Akil Badu, who gets into your party. <laughs> Akil Badu, man, come on. I mean, what? he had so much hype going into this year, right? He was. What does it say? Say Matt Manning. I mean, Matt Manning's at least. I mean, I feel like Akil Badu, his helium rose pretty high before, right before the season started. This man, as of right now, is hitting 188, hitting ninth in the Tigers lineup. Yeah, Badu's been. He's been absolutely terrible. He's been bad, bad, bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to invite Riley, uh, Riley Green, and it's, it's not really even close. You know, um, maybe in the long term, maybe this is a long term party, like a dynasty party. You know, and we all maybe like maybe you ask me who I want to marry. You know, Ooh. maybe maybe Torkelson might find his way in there, but um, right now it, it has to be Riley Green, mostly because I actually saw him hit a his uh, his first home run was a walk off to win the game. I was there. So. So if you're gonna do F Mary Kill, you're F and Riley, you're marrying yep. Spencer and killing yep. killing Badu. Badu gone. Yeah. Kill Badu and, and that's a bummer, but I mean it's just you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he a lot of Badu jerseys and uh when I go to the games at Comerica Park, people paid the uh the hundred and fifty dollars for an authentic Badu jersey and it should be in the trash. Should what be a waste kill of money. A kill Badu. There we go. Yeah, that's really in the nickname. You put the bad in bad do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. We have uh, what we have Doc's hitting streamers and your weekend warriors left to close out the show. Yep. Is that right, Elsie? I just want to make sure I'm not skipping. uh, You didn't know any charts? There's no charts, right? I, I, I. Created a game, but uh, oh! Martin, Ma- Marty did an interactive thing. If, if we have time for a game, I have. We a can game. cut out the. I can just go through the Warriors in like ten seconds. Oh, I have so two pitching streamers. There we go. Oh, let's just go. Let's, let's go through. I want to play the game. We got time. And I'll start. Alex Cobb. He's welcome to the party. Yes. I use the high school picture of him once again, looking like Larry <laughs> a Legend. Owned in thirty-four point two percent of ESPN leagues. Three earned runs or less in his last ten games. As I'd mentioned, his expected stats better than his actual stats. Been hard luck this year. I do want to say he has a 5-1-6 road ERA, so that is something to keep in mind. But the Diamondbacks have just been awful. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. Five or less runs in all of them. So looks favorable for Alex Cobb to have a lower than 5-1-6 ERA that outing. And though there's Domingo Herman, owning 12.9% of ESPN leagues. He's thrown 2.2 innings since September 7th, so his arm is rested. And over the last 29.1 innings, which includes starting and bullpen work, 1.84 ERA, 0.89 whip, 18 Ks, taking the place of Frankie Montes in the rotation. And the Red Sox are pretty much out of playoff contention. They've scored three or less runs, four out of their last eight games. They have had a couple great games against the Royals, but that's when Chris Bubik was pitching. I mean, you must expect him to have a great game like that. So. But against good pitching, they've been below average, and Trevor Story might be out against him, so one less fear hitter. All right, good pitching streamers there, Doc. Um, what was I going to – there was something I was actually going to add. Oh, I forget it. Okay, Marty, go ahead. Take us to your weekend Warriors. All right. Do I get the sound effect at least or no? We're just gonna oh, it's a lot of multitasking here. Don't worry about that. We, we, we don't have time for that kind of stuff. All right, so starting off with uh, Nick Gordon – 
Um, he's he's came back to life. We all had him when Jorge Polanco went out, and he he looked pretty good for about a month there. And then for the last couple weeks, he's been terrible. He's back a little bit. Over the last seven days, he's nine for twenty five with three home runs, seven RBIs, and four runs. He has second base, shortstop, and outfield eligibility. Gotta love that. Uh, number two is going to be Tony Kemp. We've already talked about a, uh, a bunch, you know, for the Athletics second base outfield eligibility. Um, he's been he's been killing it the last week. And then who's the other guy? Oh, here Jose Siri. If you need some, um, I think it was stolen bases what stood out the most for me. Um, let's see, last seven days. Yeah, so over the last seven days, he has a home run with three stolen bases, with an OBP of four seventy four and a slug of five sixty three. So I, I know he's hitting at the back end of the Tampa Bay Rays um, uh, lineup, so we don't love that. But anytime we get three stolen bases in seven days, that could change your whole week. So hitters, Nick Gordon, Tony Kemp, and Jose Siri. And then hopping into the pitchers very quickly, Adrian Sampson for the Chicago Cubs. He's at Pittsburgh. Over the last two weeks, uh, he has 18 innings pitched. Only seven strikeouts, so don't expect the K's to be there, but a 1.00 ERA and a 1.11 whip and three quality starts in a row. So Adrian Sampson for the Chicago Cubs, and he's only 14% rostered, so he's going to be out there. Number two is Hunter Green. He came off. Whoever has Hunter Green and started him last week, um, I mean, that's that's some pretty good stuff. Um, he's This week he's going to go, um, or this weekend he's versus the Milwaukee Brewers. Hunter Green is 38% rostered. His first game back from the IL, he had six shutout innings and he got 11 strikeouts against the Cardinals. So I love Hunter Green, not only for this week, but the rest of the season. And then lastly, Wade Miley. He absolutely broke all of our hearts um, in his first start at Miami. I think he uh, he gave up a grand slam. So anytime that happens, it's going to be pretty brutal. But he could have actually got out of it uh, if the Cubs didn't do have two errors in one inning. So um, this weekend, he goes at Pittsburgh. And I'm hoping he's going to bounce back against the second worst team in baseball versus lefties. So Adrian Sampson, Hunter Green, Wade Miley, your weekend Warriors. Love it. Good way to close out the weekend Warriors as well there. Uh, as that segment will be put to bed till next season. Elsie has a game that we didn't all know about. So let's That's play. Right. That's right. Uh, this game is, I compared the first... Uh, two months of drafts because I've been focusing on early drafts for this season, uh, trying to get myself ready for next season to outperform 2022 and 2023. Uh, so I looked at the first two months of drafts, which was 23 drafts, 15 team drafts, and then the last day of drafts, which was 21 15 team drafts. So it was able to compare the very first 23 15 team drafts with the very last 21 15 team drafts. And I wanted to see which players had the most movement, which, which movement actually moved in line with the performance of the season. So I created some questions for you guys to see if you guys could guess which players uh, movement up or down the draft board and whether or not the movement was justified by their performance this year. Does that make it sense to you guys? I know I'm bad at explaining games. It's been a <laughs> yes. while. Okay. I mean- let me just make sure. It was the um, – we're comparing it to the beginning of draft season, then the end of draft season? That's right. Yes. So okay. Okay. Octo- October and November 2021 versus April 7th, the very okay. last day, 2022. The, those drafts. Um, so all of these first basemen – question one. All of these first basemen outperformed their draft price. Only one of these first basemen moved up from November to April. All right. 
Which first baseman was it? Jose Abreu, Pete Alonzo, Alonzo, Paul Goldschmidt, or Anthony Rizzo? And I'll start with David. Pete Alonzo. Doc? Pete Alonzo. Marty? Anthony Rizzo. He signed with the Yankees. Went up. David and Eric are correct. Alonzo's the only Copy one who, who raised up the draft boards. He went from 68 to 55. Abreu dropped 16 spots. Rizzo dropped 32 spots. How does he drop after signing with the Yankees? I knew Rizzo dropped. I don't. Re- I don't remember him dropping after signing with the Yankees. That's I don't crazy. remember how that happened, but it, it's true. He he was one ninety five in the last twenty one drafts. Alonzo went up because the Mets signed everybody. Yeah, and people. I well, he's he's been great so far this season. So yeah. he's going to go up yeah. again. Thirty eight homers. Yeah. yeah, he was my favorite. Um, like my favorite way to start drafts this year was getting a pitcher in the first round, like a Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, whoever like that, and then going either uh, going uh, uh, some combination of uh, freaking, oh, I might, uh, blanking on the name, uh, Jordan Alvarez, Pete Alonzo, and Teoscar Hernandez. I loved grabbing them in rounds yeah. like three through, like that was my strategy. And like, Teoscar's been kind of. Eh. I would say, I hope you avoided mm-hmm. Teoscar because I did not, and it's been brutal. Yeah, like so, he hasn't been great, but that was my strategy in every draft was to go and get those four guys, and the second round would be kind of like hit or miss. But and the power they provided has really paid off this year, especially mm-hmm. Alonzo and Alvarez. Um, and I think next year we have we should remember how valuable power has been this year, and not project guys with average power to give you like accumulate accumulate a lot of home runs a lot of mistakes i did on my draft they deaden the ball man there's no yeah. doubt about it so any guy who has raw pure home run power was fine anybody who's mm-hmm. on the fringe or cedric mullins 14 home runs baby those 30 those 30 30 days are long gone mm-hmm. um question number two of these four outfield busts in quotes who has actually been the worst according to the Razball player raider jesse winker Miles Straw, Fran Mill Rays, or Joey Gallo? Gosh, those are all bad. We're going to start with you. Who's been the worst, Doc? Winker, Straw, Reyes, or Gallo? Gosh. Oh, my God. They're all been awful. And I tweeted today that Aaron Judge has 60 more home runs than Miles Straw because he is zero. I feel like I have to go with that answer, but I, I'm so tempted to say Fran because he got DFA'd, but I'm going Miles Straw. Marty? Jesse Winker. What was the exact Did. question? Has had the worst last month? No, the worst season. Oh, the worst season. Season, yeah. I mean, I know Miles Straw has zero home runs. And wait, it's not Winker. And what was the second one? Gallo. Reyes, Winker, and Straw. I think it's Gallo. The right answer is Fran Mill Reyes. Oh, He's oh, had the I worst season of out of the four. Uh, Gallo's second worst. Straw's steals really bumps him up the board. I think he has like 15 steals. So that that really uh, inflates his, his value. Question number three. Uh, we currently have one... 
point each for David and, and Doc. Uh, all of these outfielders outperformed their draft price. Who is the only outfielder whose price went up? Okay, uh, the four are Mark Canna, Ian Happ, Anthony Santander, and Brian Reynolds. Marty, you go first. Uh, so we had Reynolds, Santander, Canna, and Happ? Yep. Canna. Whose price? Okay, you pick Canna. David. I'll be shocked if it's not Santander. And Doc. I don't think it's Santander because he had surgery. Um, Doc, do you want to make a bet on it? Uh, yeah, we can do a friendly bet. Um, I'm going Canna for the same reason we did Alonzo, the, the Mets bump. He got paid. All of the only person whose draft price went up was Brian Reynolds. I oh, gosh. More. I was thinking about saying him. <laughs> I thought, well, Santander, you're talking about going up from the beginning to now? Yes. Santander's draft price from November 21 till April dropped 60 spots, and he's currently the number 80 overall player on the. Well, on that's the what so I misunderstood the. Yeah. I misunderstood the question. Yeah. I was like, oh, he, I misunderstood it too. Yeah, I'm sorry he, because he was like, I remember how much he was disrespected in drafts. Yeah, and like, yeah, he has 30 mm-hmm. home runs this year. So like, yeah, that's why I thought been, he, he's been oh, great, and uh, that power showed up on the player radar, and he's like I said. He was 310th ADP. He's 80th in the, on the player radar right mm-hmm. now. Everyone who picked him got a good value. We have one point for Doc and one point for David. Uh, our next question. These catchers all have had a small breakout and uh, deep league relevance this season. But who had the latest ADP? Jonah Heim, Jose Trevino, or Francisco Mejia? I think David's first. So just so I'm clear, the ADP who has the like the latest final ADP, like April ADP, I'll say, yeah. When you say latest, does that mean like they were drafted like the... at the end of, end of the draft? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, the furthest okay. back in the draft. Cool. Jonah Heim, Francisco Mejia, and, and Jose uh, Trevino. God. Jonah Heim is my guess. Trevino. Marty. Mejia, just to be, so we're all different. One of us got to get it right. Doc got it right. It is Jose Trevino. Those Trevino, are the two between. Trevino went seven twenty one on average, and this was after the trade to New York. I don't think anyone thought he was going to be getting started catcher Play, plate appearances once he got there. So, so we have two more questions left and a tiebreaker. Doc has two. David has one. Marty, you got to start getting points to catch up. You got to do something. Yeah. The next question, all of these third base eligible players have outperformed their draft price. And and they dropped from November to April in the draft draft price. But who dropped the farthest out of these three third base eligible players? Who have all performed very well, uh, outperformed their draft price? Is did Alec Bohm drop the farthest? Eugenio Suarez or Gio Urshela? Doc, you start. So it's who dropped the furthest in drafts? Yes, from November to April out of those three. It was Alec Bohm, Eugenio Suarez, and Gio Urshela. Uh, Suarez. Marty? Urshela. Urshela. David. I think it's Urshela. The truth is Alec Bohm dropped 
274 to 461. He was 461, oh, and he is currently 104 in the player radar right now. So he was free for most for most people. I don't think anyone guessed Bohm. Nah. It looks like uh, Eric and David have two and one, and Marty has zero. This one's the hardest question, so right. I might make this one worth two points. All right. So, so if Marty gets it right. So you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. So second baseman, remarkably, had very little movement comparatively to the other positions. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine prominent second basemen. All of them moved under 10 spots, except for one who dropped significantly and then outperformed his draft price. You tell me which one of these nine is that player, okay? All of these players did not move very much at all, except one who dropped significantly and then significantly outperformed their draft price, okay? The nine second basemen I'm going to give you are Jose Altuve, Brandon Lowe, Gene Segura, Colton Wong, Jonathan India, Whit Merrifield, Jorge Polanco, Glaber Torres, and Marcus Semien. Out of those, not, how many did I, nine, nine, eight of them moved under 10 spots. So from, from November to April. So they were pretty much the same draft spot. And one moved. Can you go down. through the list one more time? Mm-hmm. Jose Altuve, Brandon Lau, Gene Segura, Colton Wong, Jonathan India, Whit Merrifield, Jorge Polanco, Glaber Torres, Marcus Semien. We're going to start with David, just so Marty gets last last bite at this one for the tie. The first name that stuck out to me, I'll go with my gut, Gene Segura. Okay. David, Doc? I'm not even trying to, to copy you on that. That's exactly who I was thinking. He performed Oh, you cheer your dude, so I, there's no chance I can win? All I, right, I've so got to go with my gut. Marty, who's your choice? Well, I wrote down three names. So Torres, Segura, and Wong all stood out to me. I want to have a chance to win this, or at least tie. So I'm going to go with Torres. Uh, can I change mine? Because I guess I, I just even give myself yeah, a chance. Yeah, no, let David change it. I'm, I'm going with Segura. I mean, go. let it be known, Segura would have been my choice. But just so I have a chance, I'll go. Oh, well, oh no, no. David's going to do both. No, no, no. I'm saying no, like. No, no, I'm saying like if I get this right, it will be pure luck because why I would have chosen Segura. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'll go with Marty's other choice. I'll go Wong. <laughs> the correct answer. Marcus Semien dropped 28 oh. spots. Wow. From 29th to 57th, and he's currently the 19th rated player on the on the Damn. player Raider. He's good. Gene Segura, as a matter of fact, was 212th in November and 213th in April on ADP. So it was almost exactly the same. Um, who were the other guys you 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 wanted to check out? Torres Wong. went. Wong went from 199 to 191. Okay. And Torres went 159 to 157. This is this is the amount of movement that was typical for second baseman. Semyon, 28 to 56, I mean, 28 to 56 was his drop. So that was the that was when compared to under 10 for all the rest of them, I thought that was a pretty significant drop. And when you say that, now that makes sense. Yeah. People really soured on Semyon as the, the draft Rangers season went along. Signing. 
So the winner of the game is is Doc with two points. Yeah, interns, add this to the score sheet. Hey, speaking of the interns, real quick, though, they are doing really good work. I'm going to tell you that, Doc. They are killing on Instagram. Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, Yeah, we got some good ones. Yeah, that took us took us about three years finally, (laughs) or three three rounds, but finally got them. Uh, All right, well, that's going to wrap us up here a little longer than we normally go, but it was a fun show. Close out the regular season going into your championship week. We hope we've been all season able to give you uh, useful tools, tips, advice, anything under the sun to help you win your fantasy leagues. It's been awesome to do this every single week with the guys that I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. And uh, it's always a highlight of my week. And we're going to keep it going all off season. Just we're going to be changing the format to the off season type of content here. So uh, guys, anything else you want to add before we giddy up on out of here? I uh, wanted to talk. Go, go ahead, Art. I wanted to mention the guys and I have been talking about doing some best ball drafts, putting it mm-hmm. out there for the for the public, so that we can all start drafting, get ourselves familiar with the player pool earlier in the off season this year. Uh, we're going to probably start those up sometime in October or early November and do at least one a month before we get to the triple players ball in January is my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything you said, Art, it's going to be perfect. Well, with living in Michigan, I don't know if I can participate in anything NFBC with money. So triple players ball, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. And I don't know about if we do the best ball drafts. I mean, if they're, they're for fun, I might be able to participate, but that is my problem, not your guys's problem and you other 49 <laughs> States. Um, but yeah, just, Thanks everyone who uh, listened to us and followed us through, you know, throughout the entire season. You're the reason we do it. Echoing what David said, this is my favorite part of the week, and um, I'm excited to carry it on through the off season. Yeah, it's going to be great. Like I said, top of the show, player interviews, like Elsie mentioned, best ball drafts, content specific shows focusing on just like straight pitching, straight hitting, uh, just everything under the sun, rule changes, how that could affect certain players. I mean, there's going to be, we're going to be putting together a content schedule over the next week or two here and really trying to cover every single topic you'll want to hear in the off season. So you won't get that anywhere else but Triple Play Fantasy. So make sure you stay riding with us all off season. Doc, anything from you? Oh, um, you guys hit the nail on the head. It was, you know, fun doing the format of how we did. I think we had a really good rhythm. Hopefully we helped some people. You know, at the end of the day, when people tune in or they say that, you know, we were able to help kind of sway them one way or another, or help them win their league means a lot. And um, I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. Yeah, you know, obviously David and Art are family, but Marty is now family with us. And hey. um, for those that are going to F Paz, we definitely hope to, you know, catch up with you guys. That's right, baby. F Paz in like a month and a half. It's going to be a good old time. All right. Let's go wrap it up here as we hit the hour 15 minute mark for Elsie. Little cheesecake for Marty Party Tallman for Doc at Trip Play Fantasy. I'm D Mendy. We're gonna make like a bread truck and we're gonna haul these buns. Talk to you guys next week. Off season edition, baby. <laughs>